evil, right? I think yeah. you were talking about your experience. No, no, no. We haven't started that part yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm sitting here with my friend Lauren today, and we are having the most amazing conversation about good and evil. And so I thought that I would share it with all of you, because my friend Lauren, say hi, Lauren. Hi, everybody. Um, she's awesome, and we love having these kind of conversations, and we have different perspectives on good and evil. So I'm going to ask her to share her perspective on evil with you guys. <laughs> So I think kind of what we said was, or what you had said was, I said I didn't believe in evil. And I thought that, you know, evil kind of didn't really exist. And most Mm. people view it as a finite resource that's Mm. never going to go away or diminish. Mm. And I was saying, I think everything starts from good and then people get somewhat led astray or things get somewhat led astray out of balance or out of whack. And that can be like that imbalance is Mm. really what people mean when they talk about evil and um, that it would, you know, once that balance is fixed, it goes away. It's not here Mm. forever. It's not a a permanent fixture in everyday life. (laughs) Yeah. It's almost just a sign. It's like a rash in your body when you're eating the wrong foods. So in your in your perspective view of the world, do you feel like things are inherently you do not feel that things are then inherently evil. You feel it's like a cycle of someone's life experience. Yeah, I would say that no, I don't think anything is inherently evil. I mm-hmm. think everything in the universe, if we want to go so far as that, maybe it could go further, maybe it could go more micro into just one person, but mm-hmm. We just want to talk about the universe or earth Mm. um, or God. I think it all stems from like a really good pure place. Mm. But I think that, um, I don't know, I guess that's where the whole idea of original sin in the Bible is kind of interesting Mm. because people, you know, everything was pure and then there was something that was introduced. But I just think that, that is just, again, a sign of not listening to your true self and, like, something mm. being out, out of balance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that true self is that from that purity or from that mm. pure place. So who knows what that source is, I guess, maybe. Mm. But I don't I don't think there's, like, this finite block of evil, mm-hmm. I guess. Do you, do you feel, then, that angels and, like, those pure-type spirits are – are there, if we all stem from a pure source of goodness and joy and divine love and divine light, do you feel like those mm-hmm. experiences of, of angels and other beings that are good and helpful that are like guiding us, do you feel that those are just part of the experience as well? Or do you think that those are, are all are actually there and inherent with the earth? I think those are probably inherent an inherent part. I think mm. that's just a different level of energy, mm. you know, like vibration. the creation energy. Kind yeah. Of yeah, exactly. Like vibration and frequency and mm. it can come out in all different waves, if you will, or wavelengths, just like yeah. bees can see ultraviolet, you know, humans can see right. a limited spectrum. Right. Right. Yeah. Especially with our wonderful uh, physical eyeballs <laughs> <laughs> in the human body. Exactly. So I, First of all, I love your perspective on that. I have a starkly different one, but I totally Mm. can relate with that perspective of that because I almost feel like you feel that the introduction 
of evil was started around the time that humanity came into play, like on our planet? Um, I think, I guess, okay, I guess maybe I'll simplify it a little bit and say that I think that nature, earth, mm. people mm. are all striving for balance. Mm. And I think balance tends to net to zero, but when it nets to zero, it's a positive thing. It's all, right. it's all toward positivity. Yeah. And I think that, uh, I think it's always, I think it's always been the same evil existed before humanity. Oh, okay. I just think humans give it words mm -hmm. and give it concept. Oh, like it's a formless idea until it comes into the brain of a human. Yeah, exactly. Which would kind of, which would make sense on a lot of different levels, being of the perspective that I have of hum humanity creating its own reality from yeah. thought. Yep, exactly. And I would say giving power, like humans give power to it, if you will. Right. Absolutely. Um, it's like, you know, that whole, which is, um, good and evil, which one will win, will whichever one you feed a little right. bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's so, so interesting. Yeah. I find it so fascinating. I, of course, have a very <laughs> different idea. It's <laughs> part of what I love about having conversations <laughs> with you is having conversations <laughs> like this because I love your perspective and I love the way that you put words mm -hmm. to it because you're very intelligent with the way that you speak your opinion and your perspective on life. And I absolutely love that about you, which makes me far more open to it than if I would be from anyone else. Just because I, I'm totally admitting like a super judgmental part of myself. Welcome to the podcast. That's kind of what I'm here for. Um, so a lot of my experiences, especially in meditation, where I've been um, taken outside of the planet sphere and mm -hmm. shown multiple different things about life mm -hmm. and creation and evolution and all of that fun stuff. Like you're right. When I, whenever I've been shown those things, I've never seen an inherent, what I would call evil mm -hmm. because my understanding of evil is perception based because there are just things in the universe that are the way they are mm -hmm. and are not perceived as good or evil once you get outside of our limited perspective, yep. like once you get outside of that, it's like, Oh, this thing here feeds on other life forms. And that leads to this like degradation of that life form and disease and illness and discord and all that other stuff. Yep. But that is just the nature of what that is, is. in the universe yep. and being shown those things, like in my brain, the way that I perceived it was like, Oh, I absolutely have, encountered things that I personally would classify as as evil because they are their only purpose is to sustain themselves mm. to the destruction of other things not the destruction of the way for something better to flourish not the destruction of things for a purpose other than a selfish greedy taking of things for mm. itself leaving desolation behind it and discarding it mm -hmm. And that is kind of what I, I guess I would perceive as evil, but I don't like the term evil. Yeah. So even then it's questionable for me. Yeah, I like that. Because I'm like, what is evil? And my, and my human construct, my human belief of mm -hmm. evil largely stems from social 
interactions of what other people tell me they think evil is. Yep. And I think that's really common in people. Mm-hmm. And because we are in a Christian country, yep. that's like, you know, Satan is the ultimate evil. Well, why is Satan evil? Well, because he leads you astray. Well, he leads me astray from what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from God, who's supposed to be all good, who right. actually, if you've read anything of the Bible, yeah. <laughs> seems like the, forgive my, you know, <laughs> forgive my relation here with this ideal but the really horrible drunken father who gets mad and smites a bunch of people. <laughs> like, so, okay. Like that's a whole thing. One of my favorite experiences that I really want to tell you about. Yeah. This thing, I'm sure this was not evil, okay. but it was from the realm of, I'm going to take everything I can and leave it desolate. Right. Mm -hmm. Not for let's clear the way to make something good happen. Like scorched earth, if you will. Yeah. Okay. Like to where like the ground is barren for many, many, many years when it's done. Uh Kind of leaching. Okay. Okay. I was in this situation where a friend of mine really wanted me to work with her boyfriend. Oh, look, relationships (laughs) coming up again. Relationships have been a huge thing. I'll talk about that later. And, um, she was living in a in a community house. Uh-huh. We're going to call her Macy. Okay. Um cuz I like to change the names of people whenever I tell a story, especially if I think, you know, anything could be pertinent. <laughs> so, we're going to call her Macy. Macy had this boyfriend. We're going to call him Derek. Okay. And they both had lived in this community home. So there was like 14 people living in this house. It was a commune. Like a co-op. Okay. A co-op commune house. They had their own little garden and all that stuff. And um, she invited me out there. I had been to her room. I'd been out there to the the property one other time before. Mm -hmm. I didn't do much with it. The energy to me was like straight up chaos. (laughs) (laughs) How do people people stay in this energy and not go crazy? And that was just part of her personality. Like she didn't know what to do, not surrounded by chaos. Yep. Uh And so Macy was more or less comfortable in these situations. And she started having a little fling with one of the guys that lived in the commune. Uh And she was like, I really think that you should have this session with him. I really think you can help him because he... He's not having just nightmares or waking tears, but he's seeing a black thing follow him around and it's jumping out from under tables and out from shelves. And like this very visceral, very real borderline hallucinatory ideal of Uh this thing is following him around. What really crossed the line for her was she said that this dark black thing pulled him out of his bed at night. And I said, okay, I will meet with him because I always do a consult with people before I agree to do work with them. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I'll come over and I'll do a consult with him and kind of feel out what's going on. She was like, that'd be amazing. So I meditated like I always do before uh-huh. going into a situation. And my main angel voice said, <laughs> I will never forget it because it was one of the days that I was like, I'm never not listening to you again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> she said, you cannot help this person. Do not go there. Wow. Now, my angel voice has always been my main guide. Mm-hmm. Says, here's what we're getting into. This is what you're going to do about it. Proactive. I'm just, just going to come in, take your hands over, yeah. and we're going to stuff is going to happen. It's yep. like awesome. And then 
I'm always shown a lot because I'm very visual. Mm-hmm. I get the visuals. I get the emotion. I get the sights and the sounds and the smells and the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. And then I get the how-to blueprint of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So it's really awesome to be in my head during those times. And this was the first time she'd ever said, no, you cannot handle this. Wow. And I was like, I'm on my way to the appointment. And they're like, we told you this yesterday. And I'm like, I know, but I didn't have the heart to cancel. Don't mm-hmm. argue with angels. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it. So I'm driving on my way there. She's like, you will need, you will need in like for simplistic terms, because she was working with what I could know and understand. Mm -hmm. She said, for you to deal with this, you will need a coven. You will need 12 people. You will need a ritualistic style experience to help this person. And you don't have that right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I said, well, I'm on my way. I'm going to go meet with this person and, and feel it out. And I get there and I meet with him. And I have like all perception eyes on, right? I am feeling things in the back of my head. I'm looking for what's haunted. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for what's attached to him. I'm looking for anything that'll give me clues to feel out what this really dark negative blob of crap is that she keep, they both keep seeing. And I'm sitting there and I'm talking one-on-one with him. Like I normally do Mm -hmm. asking all the questions and Nothing. There was nothing in his room, in his space, on his person. I was perceiving his energy kind of clear and wavy, which isn't entirely unusual because some people have that in their energy body where they're missing something. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's physiological in the brain. There's a connection that's not made. Mm -hmm. It changes it from looking like energy and color and movement to a ripply wave that is clear. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm like, well, that's not too unusual, you know? And Nothing on his bed, nothing around him, nothing around my friend, nothing on his anything. Mm -hmm. And I was like, where is this coming from? And as I'm sitting there talking to him, he starts talking about his experiences. Because I Mm -hmm. ask him a little bit, what does it feel like? How does it go? And I feel this energy kind of like come out over the room. Mm -hmm. Except it dropped right down his spiritual line, the soul line that Mm -hmm. connects us to our soul self. Comes right down his soul line into his body and kind of ripples out. And I was, but it was not negative at Hmm. the time. Hmm. It was not black. It wasn't malicious. Hmm. And it was coming down through a soul line, which indicates a really high frequency being. Hmm. And this energy of, you want to work with me, was (laughs) so audible in my head. And I didn't think anything of it. Mm -hmm. And so while I'm sitting there, I agreed to work with this person going against the direct right. <laughs> guidance that I was given on the car on the way over, not to mess with twice, twice. <laughs> yeah. Twice now. And um, I just, I was like, you know what? Yeah. Let's schedule something for next week. Yada, yada, yada. Didn't think anything of it because all I could feel was like, oh, what am I going to learn through this experience? Yeah. This is something new and exciting. Intriguing. You know, it was all my idea. Yeah. I no sooner got out the front door and into my car that I could hear this pop. And it's like something lifted off of my head. And I panicked. And I was like, what just happened? What did I just do? What the hell was that? Like, oh, my gosh. Like, I was freaking out because I became really, really aware that I was not controlling my brain in in that conversation. Uh And I seamlessly just seamlessly right (laughs) 
I freaked out. I got in the car. I started driving home. I called him. I said, I cannot work with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, absolutely not. And I told my friend Macy, I said, you need to not work with that either. Like, I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I'm going to find out. Don't do anything. Because <laughs> like, I don't know what he has that can come down his soul line into his body and make me think that all of that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> so on the drive home, I felt so weird. It was so weird. I couldn't even, I couldn't even describe it. And I get home and this was like in the afternoon. So I had all evening and I was like, man, I just feel weird. And I call my, I call my friend, mm -hmm. my other friend, one of our mutual friends at the time. And I was like, yeah, I had this weird experience. We'll see how it's going to shuffle out. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't go into detail what had happened at the time or the phone. And I kept feeling like I was being watched except that I was being watched in my own head, out my own eyes. Like somebody had put a camera in my head Weird. to copy what I was doing. It was the most bizarre feeling. <laughs> so the husband gets ready and he's like playing on a video game. And mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to go to bed because I need to sleep this off. I'm going to go to bed, deal with it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I'm laying in bed and I feel that feeling of being watched. I'm like, what the heck is this? And an invisible person lays on top of my body, holding my hands down. And I try to get up and I cannot move. And my eyes are open and there's light coming in through the door. I don't see anything. Mm -hmm. I don't see a shadow. I don't see a black thing. I see nothing. Mm -hmm. But I can feel this person on top of me. Try, and I get this emotion like someone's trying to scare me. I literally said out loud, you do not scare me. Mm. And he smiles and he chuckles audibly hmm. so I can hear it in the bedroom. And I black out. I mean black out. I go from awake and pissed off to black out. And I jump out of bed the next day and I call my friend and I'm like, you need to get over <laughs> here. <laughs> Because there's an exorcism going to take place <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> so my friend comes over and he said, it sounds like something was able to penetrate your subconscious mind. Hmm. And this was the first time I had ever dealt with anything like this or what was going mm -hmm. on with it. And I said, well, I guess I'm going to go take an adventure in my subconscious brain then. <laughs> now, I had done several subconscious meditations before and unconscious meditations where I had walked myself down to rewrite old patterns from mm -hmm. growing up mm -hmm. to change me because mm -hmm. I didn't want to hold on to the past. Works amazing. We're totally mm -hmm. going to like talk about that sometime because <laughs> that has been one of the single most powerful meditation experiences I've had was going into my subconscious and mm -hmm. talking to myself <laughs> mm -hmm. and actually watching myself respond <laughs> was amazing. So I'm like, well, I'm going to go in there and find out what happened. And I do my normal walkthrough. And when I get to where I'm going, there's a giant hole blown into the side of a wall. And I was like, oh, yeah, somebody broke in my door. And I go in there and I interact with my subconscious as myself. Mm -hmm. like most people do. Like we are in control of ourselves just on a different psychological level. Mm -hmm. And I go up there and I can 
communicate with myself. And I can tell she has seen someone in this space that's been telling her what to do. And I said, okay, we're not going to listen to that person anymore because mm -hmm. um, that person don't need to be here. Mm -hmm. I said, where are they? And she puts her hands up and she walks towards my little house that I had at the time in my little subconscious brain. And I walk in there and this thing shoots out at me because it knows that I'm here to like give Get it the boot, it. Yeah. man. Uh -huh. It shoots out at me like all blustery and big. And sure enough, it is this big black shadowy grim reaper looking figure with a cape and it's all wispy and shit and i turned around and i kid you not i was like no <laughs> and me saying no and moving my hand in a certain motion blew it backwards hmm. because i knew i was in my element this was my mind and i had power over the space right especially since i had my subconscious in cahoots with me like we're not gonna listen to that anymore <laughs> and i forced it out of yeah. my mind and it fell into a different place into like, I always call it like the abyss, but I basically shot it out of a spiritual portal mm -hmm. that went and just sealed everything back up and put my everything back together. And mm -hmm. I never had a problem after that, which spurred a whole series of meditations on what that was, where it came from, how it came down the spiritual line. How could it be so high frequency and yet want to instill fear? Because it feeds on fear. Fear yeah. makes it big. Fear kept it alive. Fear made it real. Mm -hmm. When the reality was it was really just this itty-bitty little like black Same flame thing. of a thing yeah. that was trying to get bigger and yeah. have more control over this world. Yeah. And so it just spurred a whole interesting line of things. And for some reason, that's the story that I really wanted to tell you, even <laughs> though I feel like it's not even along the lines of like evil or not evil. It was just an experience I had where I was like, dang. <laughs> no, but I think actually evil is fear. So I haven't experienced mm. fear except mm. for the last two, three years of my life. You were fearless. Yeah, I didn't even know. Um, I would say like I didn't know what stress was. I didn't, you know, anxiety, all that stuff. I didn't know what any of that stuff was. But mm. part of me kind of wanted to know. And I guess um, – Really, all of it just comes from fear, you know? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. fear is just – the the funny thing about fear is it's just so fake, you yeah. know? Like it's, it's just at all. <laughs> yeah. It's just something you create. And yeah. I guess that comes back to, like, it's not even the human mind creating it. It's something – it's oh, not evil. You know the human I mean? mind creates a – Yeah. Like, the major – like, all of the fear that I personally yeah. encountered within myself and others. Yeah. All created by the brain. And maybe I could say – maybe I could say that, actually, that it mm -hmm. is created by the human brain because the human brain can do amazing things, but it's, like, what we choose. I guess it comes back to the which one do you feed, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, you, you have a choice, and I'm not going to say, like, every day, but you have right. a choice of, it, like, in a moment, yeah. in yeah. a – you know, in, an ex in any type of situation, yeah. you have – you have something and you can choose to, but I mean, every single time in my life that I've chose not chosen fear, which is the way I lived my life up until I was 33. Yeah. It's been amazing. You know, there's right. not been anything on the other side of that door that I didn't want to see. Right. You know, <laughs> I totally get but, that. <laughs> but like the fear is, yeah, it's just imagined and I can't even imagine it that well. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the thing. It's so powerless. Like you can't even. Yeah really truly create something that you want to dwell in because it's just so like boring in a way you know it's just so like awful and 
and boring and it takes so much energy. Yeah. It takes so much energy yeah. to create fear. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if people with high depression, high anxiety are exhausted all the time. Like it's exhausting holding up that fake wall. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Truly. And most of the time it's made of bricks, even though it's weightless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, so I guess the question is, where does that come from? You know, where does what come from? Because I think that just comes from, I was thinking about it the other, the other day. So I know I'm not, a, I don't really actually even know much about the Bible, but mm. there is like this saying, like every growing up, there were things that I heard that I was like, oh, that resonates with me, you know, mm-hmm. like idle hand, the idle hands create the devil's work, right? Oh, so yeah, like yeah. the whole People like bored, yeah, just not creating like flow in your life or energy or like moving forward or creating yeah. progress or like Learning. holding your own self back, you know, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. It's all related, right? Well, and it's interesting because when um, with that particular phrase, I hear a lot of people say that idle hands doing the God- devil's work. Mm-hmm. aspect i usually hear that when people get bored and succumb to physical addiction yeah car- or carnal carnal, carnal urges yes. yeah sexuality yeah <laughs> that's when i hear it the most i'm bored what am i gonna do yeah have lots of sex and i feel like that's <laughs> that's kind of a simple answer but for right. me it's more mental like oh, it's yeah. like it's all mental yeah if i'm not creating space and moving forward with all of myself yeah. you know and i'm leaving some of it back there then it creates a schism and it creates this area where you're creating fear and living in fear and I guess that's evil right (laughs) I love that we're gonna end this podcast here but I think we should continue it for the next one because I we have so much more to talk about on this topic thank you everybody for tuning in please give us your perspective what do you think about evil what do you think about good and angels Are they inherent? Are they made up? What's your perspective? Share that with me. I'm curious to know what y'all think. Thank you for tuning in today. If you haven't followed me yet, find me on Facebook, Awakened Mind LLC. If you haven't um, checked out my Patreon page to go support my work in these beautiful podcasts, you can go check me out on Patreon. That's also Awakened Mind. And I hope to see, um, hope, I look forward to hearing all of y'all's perspectives and opinions on this. Or even questions. If you have questions that you want to hear any of us answer, please uh, throw them out there and we will go over them. And I'll see you all. Next Rather, time. talk to y'all. <laughs> I'll talk to y'all next week. Thank you, Lauren, so much. We're going to continue this oh, no. and yeah. uh, give them more. Yeah. <laughs>